Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Happy Friday, and thank you for joining us on the East-West Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Fidel. Alongside with me are my co-hosts, Jerry and Kendall. How are you guys doing out there? Doing pretty good. Thank you, Fidel. You know, just getting used to this uh, new Friday, right? It's not what typically what most people are used to, but, you know, making the most of it. Yeah, most definitely. I, I definitely, you know, I know, I know the feeling. <laughs> Of this not being a, a normal Friday. Kendall, how you doing out there? Doing pretty good for that. How y'all doing? Good, man. Just, you know, trying to stay sane inside the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that, that's what quarantine is all about, man. You got to find something that, find some activities to do inside. Cause, you know, it's not safe to go outside. So, you know, it can be boring that time. But, yeah, it's better safe than sorry. Yeah, well, I, I've been able to, I've been able to actually, like, finish up some additional projects. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really helped out as far as do that and, and get some, get some homework in as far as, you know, getting, getting our content prepared and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. but Hey, great news. We're now available on Apple uh, podcast guys. So thank you so much for all the, all the love and support for that. Yes. Yes. Truly, Thank you. Yeah. Most definitely. Thanks to everybody listening. All right, guys, so tonight we actually have a special edition of the East-West Sports Podcast because we have our first guest uh, from the Sports Management Worldwide. He's a graduate from there. His name is Anthony Pupo. How are you, Anthony? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me in. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's my first ever podcast, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for this. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. If you don't mind, if you can just tell the audience a little bit about your background. Sure. Yep. So uh, right now, uh, I'm currently living on the Niagara Falls, Canada. Um, I went to Niagara College um, for early childhood education. Uh, I graduated there um, in 2016. Um, and ever since then, uh, I got a job with the YMCA. Um, I'm working uh, in their summer camp program. And also, uh, I do before and after school care Um during the school year, um, I took the football general manager and scouting course for sports manager worldwide. Um, uh, I took it two years ago. Um, it was an eight week course. It was a really good course. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, we got to interact, uh, with students, um, all over the world via audio chat, um, on Tuesday nights, um, and Wednesday nights. And then um, I spoke to um, a gentleman um, in December of 18, and he referred me to um, another football course, um, and it is called the Scouting Academy. Uh, and the guy that runs it, um, uh, he, he worked in the NFL um, 
as a scout um, for three teams. I believe it was the Giants, Jets, and Eagles. So um, he has a really nice program there. Um, that course, um, it specified more um, on film watching. Um, it was a 16-week course. It was really cool. Um, I'm, uh, right now, I'm trying to get um, an internship with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, they don't live too far from me um, as a football operations intern. So, yeah. All right. And then, Anthony, you were at the uh, Combine, right, this, this year? Yeah. Yes, I was there with Sports Manager Worldwide. And how, how was that, man? If you can just give us a little bit of insight of, you know, uh, who was around you, just the overall environment, just for our listeners to know. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? It was a, it was a great experience. Um, I went last year. Um, it was a little bit different last year because the combine, um, it was, a, it was during the day. Um, so, uh, it was a social and then, um, we got to listen um, to a bunch of speakers last year. Um, it was Ian Rappaport. Uh, Adam Schefter did it this year uh, as well as last year. Um, we had a few agents. Uh, we had a pro scout uh, lady from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Schefter talked to us. Um we also had um, uh, Ross Landy, who was um, uh, an instructor for Sports Manager Worldwide. Uh, he, uh, he works for the Calgary Stampeders now. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, I, uh, I was not there at the social. Um, I went to go watch the quarterbacks, uh, running backs, um, and wide receivers work out on Thursday evening. And then, uh, and then Friday we had the sit down conference. Uh, it's a really great experience uh, for anybody, um, you know, who wants to get their foot in the door. You know, uh, you network, you know, with people all over the world. I met up with a few people that uh, I know the audio chat. Um, you know, uh, it's an overall great experience, and uh, I hope to attend next year as well. All right. Well, thank you, you know, for sharing that with the listeners. I'm sure everybody's wondering how, you know, what the experience would be like if they were to attend the scouting combine. So that was, that was some really good insight. Thank you for that. Jerry, Kendall, do you guys have any questions for Anthony? Well, I mean, I, I, I was just going to ask, I mean, I mean, what, what, you know, what was it, is, is it okay for you to say, you know, what, what, they, you know, like Adam Schefter recommended, you know, for, you know, for, for those that were intending there, there at that office, you know, like how was the atmosphere? How was the energy? Um, you know, did you get to see any coaches or any GMs just passing by you? Um, so like pretty much, um, everybody, um, like all the speakers, whether it was an agent, uh, we also had, um, the I believe he's a president of uh, the 49ers. Um, he just pretty much said, you know, you know, what are you going to do separate, you know, that separates you, you know, from the rest of the pack, you know, because, you know, like, you know, like even even Adam Schefter was saying, you know, you know, I was in your shoes. Right. And as long as you use your time wisely, you know, you can be in my shoes one day. And there was about. 
I would say maybe over 350 students last year. Um, it wasn't as wow. many. Oh yeah, it was a lot. And uh, I forgot to mention, uh, um, um, you get to pick one day, um, uh, that you're allowed to go watch, um, inside the combine. So that's like, I, you know what, sports manager worldwide, you know, they put on a uh, great conferences, you know, the whole basketball combine, uh, you know, the NFL draft, you know, uh, uh, for energy wise, you know, it was good, you know, networking, um, you know, is really key in this business. Um, you know, I met people, you know, from all over the world, you know, all different football programs. Uh, there was even, um, there was even a, a few females there, you know, which is good, you know, because, because, uh, you know, it's a very, it's a very, um, you know, most people think, you know, you know, it's a very, um, a male populated, um, a job, you know, but, you know, but, uh, if a woman shows, you know, that, you know, that she's very qualified for the job, you know, um, I think that, um, it would definitely help, um, an organization. Yeah. It was a great experience. Um, you know, networking is huge, you know, you know, like I have, uh, I have an NFL draft team. Um, it's called draft central and, um, you know, I created the team, you know, simply off networking, you know, whether, you know, whether it's on Instagram, uh, you know, whether it's on the audio chat, um, you know, LinkedIn, I posted um, um, a status that I was looking for people and a bunch of people reached out. And yeah, it's networking is important. Yeah. Well, truth be told, that's how we met. I reached out mm-hmm. to you via LinkedIn. Yes, sir. Correct. You're looking to, you know, you needed some help scouting some players. And that's all, you know, me, Kendall, and Jerry met. Um, yeah, yeah. correct there. Like, that, that's exactly how we all three um, met or whatnot. Um, Anthony, real quick, I want to ask you, would you encourage encourage any young people out there or, like, people that might be older than you or right around the same, the same age limit, would you encourage, encourage them to take that course so they can get out there maybe and get to the combine and network with some people if they're interested in scouting? Oh, 100%. A hundred percent. Um, it's, um, um, you know, I would recommend, you know, taking the scouting Academy course, um, and also that the, um, the sports manager worldwide football general manager and scouting, um, you see, or the GM and scouting one, um, it covers, it covers a various, you know, like things, you know, it covers scouting, it covers general manager aspects, you know, salary cap, you know, you know, well, as opposed to the scouting Academy, um, in that one, um, it just specifies, um, on you watching film on players, um, and you sending in the reports and to the guy, um, and he corrects two out of the five, um, and you have to show seven out of the 10, um, or core traits, um, in order for you to move on to the next, um, or the next, or like specific position module. Yeah. It's a, you know what? Cause I believe you can already start signing up for next year. So yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great conference and, and you meet people from all over the world. Right. So that's a good thing about it. Right. And just real, real, real quick. I, I did, I did. Uh, I did take the uh, the draft academy. I, I I was not able to complete it, like uh, Anthony was saying. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work 
you know, it's a lot of work that you got to do and, yeah. you know, you got to, you got to, you got to commit and you got to commit at least 20 hours a week. Uh, you're watching film on, um, on the current NFL players. They'll give you the list. And from there, you know, it kicks off. And like you said, if you can stick to it, you know, watch the game tape, you know, write down what you say, be as explanatory as possible, you know, and, and, you know, kind of follow the formula that they have in place. Uh, you know, you can move on to the next module. I, I, I haven't been able to complete it, but I will complete it. Um, so just a heads up on that, guys. Thank you, Anthony. I'm sure. All right, guys. So what we're going to start doing is we're going to go through the first round of the mock draft that we have, and we're going to get uh, Anthony's thoughts and feedback on those picks. All right, guys. So now we're going to be going through the first 10 picks of the NFL draft. So with the first pick, we have the Cincinnati Bengals selecting Joe Burrow. With the second pick, we have the Washington Redskins selecting Chase Young. With the third pick, we have the Detroit Lions selecting Jeff Okuda. With the fourth pick, we have Tristan Wirfs going to the New York Giants. With the fifth pick, we have the Miami Dolphins selecting Tua. With the sixth pick, we have the San, well, the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm sorry, uh, selecting Justin Herbert. With the seventh pick, we have the Carolina Panthers selecting Isaiah Simmons. With the number eight pick, we have the Arizona Cardinals selecting Jedrick Willis Jr. And with the ninth pick, we have uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars drafting Derek Brown. And with the 10th pick, we have the Cleveland Browns selecting Andrew Thomas. Anthony, any thoughts on, on the first 10 picks of our mock draft? Yeah, um, I think that I think the real interesting thing right now um, is two things. The one with the Redskins, because I know there was a lot of uh, – or a talk at the combine with them taking Tua um, and maybe trading away Haskins or, you know, or even releasing him. Um, but um, I don't know. It could, you know, it could be a smoke screen. You know, we don't know. Um, but I still think they're going to go chase young there. Um, uh, you know, if you put it, you know, you know, with Jonathan Allen uh, Deron Payne and also Ryan Kerrigan, who is an impending free agent, uh, I believe next year. That D line is going to be good. The other thing that I'm uh, I'm really interested to see is um, I think I think it's between Miami, um, and also uh, the L.A. Chargers, um, of uh, what quarterbacks are going to get because I know Tua left the meeting with with the Dolphins. Yeah, so I agree. So, so if so, that might mean they might take Justin Herbert. And in my last mock, I actually have them taking Herbert on at number five. Now, Detroit is in a spot where they can trade down um, and accumulate more picks, maybe like a third or a fourth or something like that, um, and they can still land, you know, their Jeff Okuda. Um, uh, at number five or number six. So that's a real interesting thing to me. Um, I like that. I like that it works pick too. 
Um, I've been seeing a lot of mocks with him at number four. I uh, I think it's because of uh, or of the awesome combine that he had, and um, and they were saying that he has the highest upside um, as um, as a tackle in this draft. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, with a lot of these picks, I mean, I just feel like so the Cincinnati Bengals, the the Joe Burrow, it just makes too much sense. He's from uh, Ohio. Uh, the, the Bengals are in need of a quarterback. They just got a new coach last year. Uh, they just need a, a pick that's going to, you know, rejuvenize the team. And then also, too, with the Isaiah Simmons pick going to Carolina, um, they need to replace Luke Keekley. So they, they have an empty, you know, a space in that defense that needs to be replaced. Uh, Jerry Kendall, uh, just any additional thoughts you guys have on these picks? Um, I think, yeah. Um, you want to go, Jerry, or you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. So I think we had uh, with with the, at the ninth and 10th, I think that that's where the draft kind of got kind of interesting right there, right? Because the Jags being able to pick up Derek Brown, right? And and uh, the Browns picking up Anthony Thomas. I mean, I think when I look when I look at those two players, I think that, you know, you're looking at two blue chip players and for them to be at the, at, you know, at the 10 mark, you know what I mean? Or that, that low where, you know, teams can actually use some ammo to get up there to get them. I think that that's, it's going to be very interesting. I think it's going to help out those teams uh, tremendously if they were able to land those players of that caliber. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I think right there with the Chargers, with them um getting um the quarterback out of Oregon or whatnot, Justin Herbert, I think like you said, like um that's a great pick for them, especially when you're in the division with Patrick Mahomes and um uh, Derek Carr with the Las Vegas Raiders. And you know, we're hearing the Denver Broncos they're like their quarterback, Drew Locke. So, you know, if you use the Chargers, you're the only one only team sitting there without your franchise quarterback. You know, Phillip Rivers just left the afraid to and whatnot. And you know, you stuck with Tyrod Taylor, there's been some rumors with Cam Newton possibly going there. But there's, there's been nothing that's really came became imminent there. So I think right there, when you get if, if Justin Herbert can learn can um land with the Chargers there, I think this could be a great pick for the Chargers in their future. All right, so now let's go picks through uh, eleven and twenty. So with the eleventh pick, the New York Jets actually have that selection. So we agree that they would draft offensive tackle Mackay Beckman. Uh, also, with pick number 12, the Las Vegas Raiders would draft CeeDee Lamb. 13th pick, uh, San Francisco 49ers, uh, Jerry Judy, wide receiver. With the 14th pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, select Josh Jones, offensive tackle. With the 15th pick, the Denver Broncos select Henry Ruggs. 16th pick, Atlanta Falcons, C.J. Henderson, cornerback. With the 17th pick, Cowboys, uh, Claiborne Chasen, outside linebacker. With the 18th pick, Dolphins, selecting Austin Jackson, offensive tackle. And with the 19th pick, the Raiders selecting Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle. And with the 20th pick, Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Christian Fulton, uh, cornerback. Anthony, what, what stands out to those picks to you? Um, you know, um, you know, the Jets, um, you know, 
sees I turn an old tackle there. Um, because because um is so deep, you know, they can get, you know USC, you know, uh, who I absolutely love. Um, you know, a second round, you know, they can maybe even get Brandon Ayuk uh from Arizona State, uh, who's rising. Uh, they can get KJ Hamler uh from Penn State, uh who I love, and they also could get maybe even Denzel Mims, uh, the receiver um out of Baylor. Um, in the second round, so so uh, taking Becton there, uh, it would help keep Sam Darnold um upright um in the pocket. Uh, with the Forty ers um, they could replace uh the departed uh DeForest Buckner um along the D line um and take Kinlaw, but uh, I think you guys got it right there, um, with Judy. Um, you know, uh, I, you see, I think that Debo Samuel is good, but I'm just not sure if he can be, um, a number one, uh, and they have a bunch of other sub guys there, um, who are cost number two do have, um, Jalen Hurd, um, who went to Baylor, uh, and he was hurt and we'll see all last year. So if he can get on the field, uh, Debo, and Judy, uh, that would be really good because they did lose um, Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints, right? So, um, and the Fulton pick, uh, I I actually gave them Fulton, or, or sorry, I actually gave the Jaguars Fulton um, in my mock because uh, in order to replace um, uh, a Jalen Ramsey. Okay. Uh, Kendall, Jerry, any additional thoughts on those picks? Um, well, for the most part, with those picks, you know, we all agree with those. So I, I really didn't have a lot of thoughts with those. Because I, um, like I could say when I did my draft, mine was exactly the same as those. So, Joe, you have any questions? Well, well, I mean, there's two things that kind of stood out to us. I know that when we when we when we put it pen to paper, you know, you when you look at when you look at a team and when you start doing a mock draft, you look at uh, biggest biggest team needs, right? So, um, for instance, I think. I think, you know, one of the most interesting teams, of course, it's America's team, Dallas Cowboys. I know when you when you look at it, I'll ask you guys the question and you guys can respond. When you look at when you look at the overall uh, defense, right? Um what would you say what do you what would you consider with their offseason moves, their offseason signings? What do you think is their biggest need? Is it the the front seven or the back end? The back end. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely, but but you see, that's where it got interesting, right? Because the Falcons, you know, they lost. I mean, well, they they released Marcus Trufant, which is their number one defensive back. Yeah. So you know, you, they 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 got the second highest rated defensive back, which is C.J. Henderson, the defensive back out of Florida, who just blew up the combine. Uh, you know, great, great height, great measurables, extremely fast for his, you know, for his stature. Yeah, I know he has some knocks on him, but I mean, ideally, I'm pretty sure if the Cowboys had that have uh, have him right there, I'm pretty sure that you know that would be a great pick. But I think that you know, at, at this point, you know, with the uncertainty of Randy Gregory, I do think that the Chase on pick from LSU, the 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 stud uh speed uh 
you know, speed rusher, right? Because he's a, that's what he is. He's a speed and, you know, he's an edge rusher. So I think that that chase on pick would help, especially with the additions that they did. You know, of course, you know, they have Demarcus Lawrence, uh, but then they added two, two very strong, uh, very productive defensive tackles. Well, one of them is a little bit more uh, productive, but, you know, they both, they both complement each other very well. So, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Randy Gregory. Is he going to get reinstated? They lost Robert Quinn and free agency to the Chicago Bears, right? So they lost that edge presence. So I think that that chase on pick, it it's very real. Um, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that they, they would like C.J. Henderson. I know that Jerry Jones said that he would make, he was going to make a splash, play, a, a splash, you know, during the draft. I don't know if this is the splash he's talking about, but for now we're going to go ahead and go with Chase on. I think that that was a very interesting pick. Um, and uh, real quick on um, the reason why we 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 had the Jets selecting uh, Mackay Beckton because I know that a lot of people said, hey, why not Jerry Judy? Well. Uh, just a little, just a little background, real quick. So their general manager's his name is Joe Douglas. He comes from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Philadelphia Eagles are one of the most infamous teams from building the team within the trent within the trenches. And when I refer to the trenches, that means offensive line and defensive line, and then they they build their team around that. So obviously, last year Sam Darnold had uh, one of the most scariest sayings during the game right because he was mic'd up he said he thought he saw ghost against the patriots so i'm pretty sure uh with this gm he's going to want to protect you know his asset at that quarterback position and i think that makai beckton is going to be you know you know if, it, if, if anything he's going to be your your solid right tackle that's going to help you especially in that division so that's why we didn't go with jerry judy there and and just to add one last thing I don't think that the 49ers got rid of their best defensive tackle um, and signed their second-best defensive tackle, right, to draft a defensive tackle at 13. I think it's to help off, to help keep the, you know, the opposing defenses, um, um, you know, not, not you know, locking in, not, not bringing in eight defenders to the box, right, to stop the run. It's to help, you know, the running game even more. And then, you know, I, I they were sold on, on the quarterback. They didn't, they didn't sign Tom Brady. They were moving on with Garoppolo. And I think that, you know, some of these picks, if you see it, I, they, they, they're going to happen. So just wanted to add that to it. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the 49ers too, they just lost Emmanuel Sanders, you know, which was their, the true number one receiver in my view, you know, after he was traded uh, from Denver to there. Almost definitely, um, I feel like they're going to draft a receiver there, and uh, they're just in love with Jerry Beauty from all from everything I've been reading. Yep, that's going to be a real good, um, real great pick for the 49ers. And I want to um, chime in a little bit about the, the Cleveland Browns with their pick or whatnot, and uh, um, them they're trying to solidify that offensive line, helping out um, Baker Mayfield and company. Yes, most oh. mm-hmm. all right. So now we're going to go through picks 21 through 32. So with the 21st pick, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, selecting Justin Jefferson, wide receiver. Uh, 22, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they're going Jeff Gladley, uh, cornerback. 
with the 23rd pick, the New England Patriots selecting Xavier McQuinn safety. Uh, with the 24th pick, the New Orleans Saints uh, selecting Kenneth Murray, linebacker. With the 25th pick, uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, taking Ross Blacklock, defensive tackle. With the 26th pick, Miami Dolphins selecting Patrick Quinn, linebacker. And with the 27th pick, the Seattle Seahawks selecting – sorry if I do not pronounce this name right. Uh, it's – it's um, Utur Gross Matos. And then with the 28th pick, the Baltimore Ravens selecting Zach Brown, linebacker. 29th pick, C. Titans selecting A.J. Espinosa, defensive end. 30th pick, the Green Bay Packers selecting Denzel Mims, wide receiver. And with the 31st pick, the 49ers selecting Trayvon Diggs, cornerback. And with the last pick, the Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs, selecting DeAndre Swift, running back. Any thoughts on those picks, Anthony? Yeah, um, I like, um, you know, I've been seeing like every – Every latest mock that I've been reading um, has the Eagles taking Jefferson. You know, um, I was reading uh, something in my draft book, uh, in the Lindsay's draft book that uh, I get every year, and it said that Carson Wentz had the most passing yards in NFL history um, with his receivers um, going under 500 yards, or I, I can't remember the exact stats. So, you know, me personally, I'm not high on Justin Jefferson, um, you know, as others. Um, I know I know he had a really um, impressive 40 time. I just think that, you know, a slot receiver, you know, now he did line up uh, on the outside uh, on occasion, but he did have most of his production um, from the slot. So I value a guy, you know, like T. Higgins more. You know, all because, all because, you know, he has more success on the outside. But, but uh, they need receivers. The Eagles bad. So I think, I think that if uh, if he can learn to to defeat press coverage more um, at the next level, he can he can definitely be, um, you know, the next, you know, the next uh, top receiver um, for the Eagles. Um, uh, another one uh, that stood out was the Gross Matos pick um, from Seattle, or you know he, uh, you know he seems like a player um, that would fit that mold uh, uh, on Pete Carroll's uh, defensive scheme. Uh, I know, I know a lot of people uh, kind of have you know a love hate relationship with Gross Matos. Um, he's overcome a, a lot um, in his life. Uh, I was at the game against Michigan uh, in in, uh, in Penn State, and he had a really great game. Uh, he was freaking havoc, uh, and he does have positional versatility, you know, where you can kick him inside, you know. Uh, he can rush over a guard, um, and he can get under those guards or even or even beat him with a swim over, um, and he can have success, you know. Uh, he's a – right – He's uh, he's six five, you know. He's got he's got a lot of room to grow, um, uh, in that body. And another one that I liked uh, uh, was the Niners taking Diggs. I actually gave them Trevon Diggs uh, in my uh, in my last mock. Um, uh, 
uh, at pick 31. Uh, he's a long corner, um, and uh, you know he looks like a Sherman uh, with the same body type. Uh, he's got he's got to um, uh, improve his tackling though. Um, uh, he was a former wide receiver. Uh, uh, he was hurt last year, and I thought I thought he would come out uh, as a junior, but uh, it was a good thing he came back. Uh, and he can uh, Sherman's lost a step, you know, but he still got some left in the tank. But uh, he he can definitely take over um, and help that defense. Because Pat Mahomes, uh, he did some damage to them uh, in the second half. Um, yeah. Good picks. Thank you, thank you. Jerry. And just, yeah, well, just to add real quick, I know that on on the lat, on, on the latter half, we, we, we kind of, you know, we were kind of like brainstorming and we we're just, wow, like, you know, the Vikings are sitting in a very unique situation, you know, after trading Stephon Diggs. And, and they got, you know, they did get a, 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 a tremendous amount of uh, draft capital for him. Um, but that still leaves them with more needs. Um, I think that we went with back-to-back TCU players because they they basically fit the mold of the of what their head coach Mike Zimmer likes to run. Yeah. Mike Zimmer Mike Zimmer is always you know he's he's been drafting corners for years and he's been you know reloading on defensive tackles for years. Um, I know that uh, they lost Limbo. Jo- well, they let go. Of- they they cut Limbaugh Joseph, they cut Xavier Rhodes. They did not sign their defensive back, um, Trey Wayans or Mackenzie Alexander. So you know you got Mike Hughes, who is a pro- former first round defensive back, basically back there in the backfield. So you know when we looked at the board, you know obviously defensive back was the first one. You know, but you know the I think that if anything we we know what the identity of the Vikings is, and they're going to run the ball. So, you know, that second one, that Russ Blacklock, the, the TCU defensive tackle, he just made he made a ton of sense because when you look at that defensive scheme that Mike Zimmer likes to run, he has his defensive tackles coming off of stunts and uh, stunts and, you know, all crazy, all kinds of crazy havoc, and that's exactly what Russ Blacklock uh, does create. I know that back in 2018 he suffered an Achilles injury, um, but you know, for the from the reports, looks like he's he's been able to you know recover from that. Uh, so those are going to be some interesting picks. Uh, the Patriots, you know, we can never guess what the Patriots are going to do. Um, obviously, we know you know the Patriots and what the Lions are doing, right? Because the Lions uh, they have the former. You know the the former uh, defensive coordinator Matt Patricia as their head coach. They they like to build they like to build their team from the back end towards the uh, defensive line. And I mean it's 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 it was kind of evident also with Miami because Miami also has a former uh, coordinator uh, that uh, was a part of the Patriots. And look at what they did. They went and paid Byron Jones a ton of money to be able to run that scheme that they like to run. And uh, and then they filled in the pieces with the uh, defensive players. Uh, so I think uh, with the Patriots, I know we agree with Xavier McKinney. Um, I know that there was, you know, a player there that 
I thought that might have sneaked in um, Julian Aquara from Notre Dame, but you know he he was hurt for the most part. So I know that every time the Patriots pick, it's looking for towards an investment. So those are some interesting picks there, and uh, can't wait to see what happens. Um, yes, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and slide in now. I'm gonna go with um, the wide receiver out of Baylor. Um, we got him going to Green Bay. Denzel Mims. Um, I watched the combine and I, I mainly pay pay attention to quarterback and receiver workouts. He put on a show and his stock is rising. I mean, before we came into the draft to our draft preparations, he wasn't. I don't think he was in anybody's first. But the past few weeks, well, since the combine, he's been rising up people's boards. And I think if he gets there in Green Bay, opposite of Devontae Adams. Playing along there with that office and the Green Bay Packers, they just signed Devin Funches. So now if you bring in, if you draft a Denzel Mims, I think this is a perfect pickup for Green Bay there. I think, I mean, I think he could really excel in that offense alongside Devontae Adams and the other weapons that they got there in Green Bay. So I think, like I said, this, I mean, a lot of people got, you know, Jefferson. I think Jefferson, he's probably, he's, he's top three, in the, he's probably top four or five in this, in this draft, or whatnot. And you got Denzel Mims coming in around about the fourth and field. He's, he's, I, him and T. Higgins, you know what I mean? You can flip a corner on those two. I like both guys, and I like all the receivers in this draft. But I think between Higgins and Denzel Mims, I'd probably go with, Den, I'd probably go with Denzel. It, it, it'd, be, it'd be a great pick for Green Bay there. Yeah, he showed up with some great speed at the Combine. And uh, during the scene role, he was, he was able to – he was able to – Beat press man, and that's exactly what you want in a rookie. And I and I know that Justin Jefferson, he played a lot in the slot, but very quick. Um, looks like he's a very polished route runner. So, be interesting because the Eagles typically do not pick wide receivers or or cornerbacks in the first round. But hey, I mean we've seen crazier things in our times, yeah. and I'm pretty sure this draft is going to be even crazier. Yeah, and then just another thing to keep in mind, uh, there there is going to be some draft movement as far as teams going up or down. We just don't know what teams. So, you know, possibly, you know, Jacksonville moving up or moving down. Same thing with the Las Vegas Raiders. It's just, you know, these are things that we can we can predict, but we don't know for sure yet. But more than likely, you know, just from past, you know, drafts, uh, there is going to be a team that's going to be making moves in the, in the first round. No, definitely. And another team just to keep an eye out, Kansas City Chiefs. Their GM is very, very aggressive. Uh, I know we gave him a luxury pick with DeAndre Swift, which, man, if he could land with that offense, wow, they're going to put up even dottier numbers. But I think that their biggest need is, is corner. And when you look at that defense, they have they have a couple of, of – they got to address some 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 key uh, players. Uh, most notably is the defense tackle Chris Jones. I mean, a, a player at his caliber caliber is going to require twenty to twenty one million dollar annual salary. And then you also have um, Patrick Mahomes, who's estimated to be about forty million a year to play the quarterback position for the for the Chiefs. So when you when you take those into equation, you know. Signing signing a top tier corner, it's going to be very difficult for them. So they're going to have to really really dig in and see if they can get one of the top tier corners. I think that at that pick, it's kind of too much of a reach. So they might be either a trade down or a trade up scenario there. All right, guys. So that's going to conclude our 2020 mock draft for the first round. I want to thank Anthony for joining us on the show today. 
Anthony, uh, do you have any social media where our listeners can follow you? Yes, I do. Um, you guys, um, I was going to ask, uh, uh, I have a few late round gems. Uh, do you guys mind if, uh, if I give you? Of course. Yeah, go, go right ahead. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the one guy, um, he's been, uh, he's been skyrocketing up boards, um, is, uh, the guy from Southern Illinois. Um, his name is Jeremy Chin. Um, you know, uh, he played, he was, uh, a safety and, at, uh, um, I, I think it's called, I think it's the, the Southern Illinois Salukis. I, I can't even pronounce it right. Um, he's been rising up boards and, um, uh, I don't think he's going to go on the first, but I, 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 I won't, I don't see him, um, slipping, uh, past the fourth round. Uh, he's going to be a steal. Some people have him pegged, uh, as a, as a role linebacker, um, at the next level. So we'll see what happens. Uh, another guy, um, I was watching, uh, uh some tape on him. Uh, it's Gino Stone, um, the safety, uh, for my, uh, 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 Daniel Jeremiah put some film on him and they, he was just, he was just, um, like exploding, exploding from sideline to sideline, just, just, just making plays, just, uh, just reading the play. Um, I think, I think he's going to be good. I, as of right now, I see him going probably maybe late third, um, early fourth round. So, uh, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be an interesting name to watch. And, uh, and the last guy, um, his name is Mason Kinsey. He is a D3 wide receiver from Barry College. Um, I was just uh, on his Instagram uh, before our podcast started, and uh, he had his pro day that got recorded, and it's going to be sent to all 32 NFL teams. And uh, he, he ran a, a 4-3-9. He was, uh, he was the best D3 wide receiver. So I think I think he's got a shot to get drafted. Um you know, it's obviously, you know, not going to be till maybe, you know, sixth, seventh round. But, uh, you know, and even if he goes undrafted, you know, I, th- I think he's got a shot uh, to make a roster. So those are three guys that I see um, that could make uh, uh, big splashes um, uh, on a roster. All right. Interesting. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So as regards uh, 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 the social media, uh, my personal Instagram um, is uh, it's Anthony underscore Hupo. You can find me on there. I have my own um, NFL draft account uh, where I post my player profiles. I post film, uh, mock drafts, and that is on um, NFL Draft Page dot Preview. Uh, I have four more player profiles to do. I'll be doing uh, Justin Jefferson, J.K. Dobbins, Jacob Eason, um, and also um, Xavier McKinney. Uh, I also do have Twitter, um, and you can find me at um, uh, at Anthony Pupo uh, underscore ninety four. So, is there anything else, guys? Uh, you have for me, or or? Uh, I mean, if you have anything additional to add on, um, and uh, just 
I just want to say, you know, hopefully before the draft gets started, we'll probably have you back on. Yes, that, yeah, that, I think that'd be great for, for all of us and whatnot. Because you know, um, we've been doing it for a little bit. He has some, he has some great draft insight. And the thing we like about it, he's at, he's actually been there in person, but so he knows even a lot more than that than we all know on the on that on that behalf. Yeah, awesome. You know, uh, another thing that I want to let you guys know that uh, they're going to be uh, be replaying the uh, first round uh, of the NFL drafts. Um, it goes from like. 2010 to obviously last year it's a it's a it's a bit of a condensed first round and they don't show film on all players and those will be starting on Easter weekend I believe yeah yeah the next time you guys have me uh uh I'll probably uh I'll probably have my uh last mock draft done and I can share some of my maybe my top 50 or my top 25 players um, for this year's draft. But we're getting closer and closer. But, um, you know, like like everything's still up in the air. You know, like every year, every year, you know, something happens. You know, you know boom, right? That surprises you. Right? So anything happened, guys. Yeah. You, know, you know, there's still, you know, we're still 27 days away, right? So, you know, there can be trades for now, you know. Um, yeah. You know, Jameis Winston, you know, could get signed, you know, you know, but maybe New England, you know, you know, and now, you know, you know, and now maybe they're out of the quarterback position, right? Or, right. So, anything can happen, guys. All right. Yeah. All right. And well, thank you for joining us. And that's going to go ahead and do it for us as well. We appreciate it, Anthony. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you so much to everybody, too. Oh, it was awesome. I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, I look forward to you guys having me on. Just give me a buzz again, and uh, and uh, we'll see uh, what day it can fit uh, into my schedule. Okay. Yeah, we'll, for sure. yeah, we'll definitely let you know again. Thank you so much, Anthony, for uh, joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, guys. Uh, any final thoughts, guys, before we get off? Um, well, you know, like I said, I just, I just think like. Or the three of us, or whatnot, and the whole the whole crew, whatnot, and then we had the pleasure of having Anthony on today. I think it's good. It, it was very, very good for us. And, you know, we're doing some good things here at the, at the East West, and I think, man, for us to have somebody that had first hand sight there and that was had had a front row seat at the at NFL scouting combine this year, I think it's great. And that for the business that we all that, that the three of us are doing, and then I think well, we had a great road ahead. Oh yeah. And I and I just wanna I just wanna say thank you so much to all, all our listeners. I mean I know you know what we're going through right now. I mean it's it, it it's something it's something that we we you know we haven't been through. But keep your head up, you know keep keep on you know keep on don't lose don't lose hope. I'm pretty sure you know I'm pretty sure we'll get to this. The good thing is that you know the NFL has been one that, that has stepped up and allowed us to have some kind of form of entertainment and uh, all signs said NFL draft will happen. And just uh, some late, late, late news, you know, uh, Shelby Harris, defensive lineman, he resigned with the Broncos. Just wants to give some heads up on that. All right. Thank yeah. you, Jerry. Um, yes, and then, uh, just let you, mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, I want to, I want to say um, the Michael Brockers deal that he, he was supposed to sign 
with the, with the Baltimore Ravens, Ravens, it fell through. So he's going back to the Los Angeles Rams. The contract they couldn't agree to terms on the contract. So uh, Michael Barker's formerly of the Rams is going back to the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, thank you for letting us know that. Uh, all right, guys, and then also just a you know just a reminder: we are now officially on Apple Podcasts. So you can just search East West Sports Podcast, and it's going to pop up with our logo. And uh, just make sure you subscribe and give us a review. Yes, much appreciated. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, guys. All right. All right, guys. Well, that's going to go ahead and do it for the East West Sports Podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Anthony, for joining us. All right, Kendall and Jerry, you guys have a good night. All right, you too, man. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Electric acid.